Okay, so we're starting. All right, hi everybody. Um, it's just me today. It's Julia, the co-president of AAPC. On could not make it today, but we have a special guest, and I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a bit. But like we always do, I always give a fun fact about me. And a fun fact about me is that I'm bilingual in Spanish. So I got the seal of biliteracy when I was in high school, and I am currently working on recertification for Spanish, and I'm trying to apply to the Spanish Honor Society here at UD. And now we're introducing Devin. Devin is our cultural events manager. And can you introduce yourself a little bit to our audience? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Julia. Hi, everyone. I'm Devin. I'm a sophomore at the University of Delaware. I'm studying public policy and minoring in legal studies. And one fun fact is I have a dog. His name is Eclipse because he's like all black and it's the same dog that the Obamas had. Really? Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, the type of dog? The type of dog, the same breed. Did you name him, him? Is it a boy? Yeah. Did you name him Eclipse? Or did your like family choose that name? Were you given that? So funny story is I actually did not want a dog at all. Were but you my, afraid of dogs? Yeah, I'm afraid of dogs. And oh. so is my mom. Oh, what? Okay. But my brother, he really loves dogs. So okay. after, like, convincing my family for years, he got it for a Christmas present. So he named it Eclipse because that was during, like, the solar eclipse or something. That's nice. Well, do you like dogs now? I'm assuming, like, yeah. you don't care? Okay. <laughs> they definitely grew on me. Good. Good, good. So today we are going to actually talk about our March theme. And our March theme, thank you to our writing editors, chose good and bad karma since we usually tend to gravitate towards luck and chance. We associate March with, you know, like St. Patrick's Day and whatnot. And we thought it would be a little bit more spiritu spiritual to go into like the good and bad karma principles. So by any chance, do you know anything about karma? Like what... Do you know anything, like, anything at all? I think it's kind of like maybe just the simple idea that, you know, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do, and then if you do something bad, it'll come back and, like, yeah. you know, hit you in the back. Yeah, that's basically all I knew about good and bad karma. Like, if you do a good deed to another person, it'll be reciprocated in, like, the same positive manner in the same way for bad karma if you put bad into the world then you get bad back and I was actually researching it like just just a little bit and I didn't know that there were like 12 laws of karma and it's all based off like a bunch of different philosophers but I think the ones that I found with the 12 laws were coming from like the Buddha and there's like yeah, the 12 of them are like cause and effect, law of creation, law of growth, responsibility, connection. I I think they go into each and every one, but I was just skimming through it all and I'm wondering how they even like came to be with finalizing these ones, but do you have any law that resonates with you with the karma? These are all based off good karma, by the way, the 12 laws. And I think it's just to help guide an individual throughout life to like follow, you know? So do you have one that resonates with you, Devin? Yeah, I think I'd say a couple, but I think I'll start with the law of responsibility. Um, I grew up in a pretty traditional Chinese household. So, you know, my parents always instilled me in the idea of like responsibility. You're the oldest son in the family. I was family. about to say, are you exactly. the oldest in this? I'm the oldest, yeah. <laughs> 
So as the oldest son, you gotta you know take care of your parents, mm-hmm. take care of your younger brother. You know you experience things first, like college, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to give advice, or every time you cook something, you gotta cook something. For your brother too, got to give him some. Right? Look out for him yep. in every situation. I think they did the same thing with my brother. I have an older brother, and I'm the younger sibling. Got the good end. I did get the good end, but at the same time, I also think with responsibility, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Like yes, we're instilled at a young age, like because I also grew up in an Asian household, but I'm the youngest, and I'm a girl too. So like. I actually was considered the responsible one, and my brother's the older one. They like instilled it in him to be the responsible one, but I was just naturally the one that would do, I guess, do the right things, follow the rules, and that's just how it works. And I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting. Do you have another, another law that you can relate to? I think the law of patience and reward is is pretty important because I feel like in life some of the things that you really really want they come to you when you least expect it mm-hmm. so like I'll give an example of kind of what I'm going through right now like we're going to this stage where you know we're looking for jobs in the summer internships right advancing yes. our career yes. and <laughs> sometimes you can be really pushy you send those follow-up emails you you're trying to check your portal right you try to follow up a lot talk to the recruiter but sometimes when you just forget about it you just apply to other things, focus on other stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. just maybe chill out a little bit. Then you get that email, you get that interview, you get that connection, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I also think that with patience and reward comes the hard work as well. So you can't be patient and expect a reward without putting in your effort, you know? Like, do you agree with that statement? A little bit. I think that... Or do you think... Do you just believe in, like... I know there are people that just completely believe in the universe and, like, the goodness of everything, but I also think there should be a good balance between them both. Yeah, I mean, you can't just sit around and do nothing all day. Yeah, right? I'd love to do that for school, but, you know, you gotta... You gotta (laughs) put in that (laughs) work. You gotta do a little bit of work. If you do as much as you can and then just full send it and then just wait, Mm -hmm. then you might get what you want, but um, you don't want to have the regret of thinking back like what if I did more what if I tried harder you know true and also cause and effect what do you think with the cause and effect law of karma yeah I think that cause and effect is kind of like a ripple effect you do something small and it can ripple into big waves big movements big changes so like I don't know if you do something nice for someone it could come back to you in bigger ways but the thing is that you'll never really know if this small action actually led to a bigger thing because you can't really feel it or track its progress Mm -hmm. it's kind of just you feel it or it'll come in the future it's just a question of when do you have any specific examples you can relate to with that in good karma at least yeah um this goes to last winter i was Mm -hmm. in washington Mm -hmm. dc uh for a internship and you know i've first time i've lived in dc it's a pretty intimidating city how long have you been living there for it was just for a month. One month. One month. One but month. it was like my second day there. I okay. didn't know how public transportation worked. I didn't know anything. And um, I didn't know you had to have something called a metro card. I know now, obviously. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the bus stop and I was waiting. And then I, I was just lost. And then I just found a random old couple walking past. And I said, 
hey, like, I'm, I really don't know what's going on. I'm new to D.C. And they really took the time to, you know, sit down, explain to me how the public transportation system works. And they actually told me to wait, went back to their apartment, got their Metro card with money in it, and gave it to me. And then I was like, oh, sir, do you want me to, like, Venmo you back? And he was like, uh, I think he was like, uh, no, you don't have to. He says, at this point of life, um, I just try to give back because of all the things that people have done for me. See, that is just the sweetest thing. Like, I wish I had, like, prime examples in my life that have happened. I've only had small instances of good karma, but they still were pretty, like, it's still offered a sense of fulfillment for me like you know those like pay it forward in like starbucks drinks like or in duncan like i'm in the car and then like they say oh no like the person in front of you paid and then you just keep going the chain reaction and i kind of enjoy that like i like that and i i just wish that the world nowadays could just be a little bit kinder like like that instance like that's that was just so sweet i'm sure it made your day like and it definitely put you at ease because i know i would have been so anxious and i would be like all over the place crying and calling my parents and like it just wouldn't end well but let me see do you also think that karma is like a superstition in the asian culture or do you think it's more of like a practice like how do you view karma to be related to superstitious beliefs yeah absolutely so karma we've talked about good karma Mm -hmm. but obviously with the superstition side we go into a little bad karma personally for me my parents have a little bit of superstition that's tied to like chinese culture but Hmm. i never really believed it i'm far removed from it my parents are really into it so i just listen to them i'll give you a few examples i was about to say what i was about to ask what do your parents believe in so I'll tell you two. So one is um, there's the the pear. So like the fruit. Yeah, fruit. Pear. Okay. So you know I always like to have these pears, and I don't like to like just eat it, right? Like like this. I yeah. like to have it cut up so okay. to share and oh. know, to eat it. Okay. Um, so I'd ask my mom to cut the pears for me, mm-hmm. and she cut it up for me. But then every time I split it with my brother or my mom and said, "Do you want to have a piece?" My mom would always say, "No." She said that's a superstition because the Chinese phrase for split pair, mm-hmm. you know how like sometimes phrases can have double meanings? Yeah, yeah. The, there's an alternative meaning of split pair. It means division. Okay. So my mom says if I have a pair and you have the rest, then me and you will be split from each other. We're not going to be together. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But you still shared it with your brother. No, no. No? I was a little scared. I was, oh, I was, you know, so, like, so like with anyone, I guess like... In Chinese Chinese culture, like if you split or cut the pear in pieces and share it with someone, it's just like symbolic with your relationship with one another, I guess, like to be split. That yeah. I've never heard of. I probably can't universalize it to like every Chinese person because, you know, superstition yeah, yeah. some people. But True. Like, generally, that's... Dang, that's so symbolic. It's like, a little, it's that's a little so, scary. That I is kind of sad. But were you young like when like your mom said that to you? Yeah, I think I was in, like, middle school, but I also, like, had a pear, like, a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So so every time you have a pear, is it, like, you just eat it on its own? Or, like, you don't even ever share? I was like, no one asked me for it, but, like, pear. (laughs) No one asked. Good. And do you have another? Yeah. Another superstition? This one's a bit funny. I actually just learned about this Mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. So 
I wanted to get a haircut. Okay. And this was during like late February, and it was just like the almost the end of Chinese New Year. Okay. And I was going to get a haircut. Then my friend's dad, who's Chinese, told me, "No, don't get a haircut." And I was like, "Why?" And he said, "It's bad luck." And he explained to me how if you get a haircut within this interesting time frame of Chinese New Year, then your uncle will die. Why your uncle? I have Why no, your I uncle? Have no idea. Any uncle? Just an uncle? I think like, it's just an uncle. What? <laughs> okay. I, I was so confused about this, but you know, he—it's like funny because. You know how during Chinese New Year you give out red envelopes with money. Yes. Yes. So, so there's a running joke that if your uncle gives you a red envelope and there's not as much money as you want it, you can be like, "Can you give me more money? Otherwise, I'm going to go get a haircut." Oh, okay. Dang, where's your uncle? Like, I feel like because my grandma's really superstitious too. Um, because I'm I'm Filipino and she's like the typical Filipino grandma. Um. You know, like really religious, doesn't believe in any like bad karma stuff like that, and I I think like it's more. I feel like I'd relate them more to like the New Year, especially like she's super big on fruits being symbolic to having like a fruitful year. Twelve fruits. Um, a lot of cleaning, right? A lot of cleaning, cleaning, sweeping the bad out of the house, like on New Year's Eve and roasting chestnuts and then making palikau, which is this like sticky rice dessert. And it's symbolic of family and it's like, it's sticky because we're sticking together and stuff right. like that. Like, and she always just said like, hmm, like you can't open umbrellas in the house. I mean, that's a typical superstition as well, but she's really big on that. Um, quarters all on the windowsills. Like she's, I don't know what the meaning behind the quarters is, but I've every time growing up, I would see like quarters all over the place. I'm like, for what? Like for what reason? She just would never say. And I just think it's, I think it's interesting how Asian culture continues to have like these, you know, superstitions and symbolic meanings behind, um, like way of life and how we are, you know, raised like. With the superstitions, I think now, like you said, it's resonated with you to this day. You look at a pair, you're like, <laughs> nah, same. it's not the same. <laughs> like, you're kind of traumatized low-key, but I'm kind of grateful for it. Like, for me, I, I don't regret any of that, and I do believe, I personally believe in the good and bad karma. Like, not to the extent of, you know, like, people deserve, like, to have bad placed upon them, I just think we shouldn't be practicing it. You know, like we shouldn't be putting bad into the world. Like I just believe in that. Do you have a different belief or do you kind of somewhat agree with me? I think that a little bit is beyond our control. Because True. I think that in a spiritual sense, the world needs balance. There can only be good if there's bad and there hmm. can only be bad if there's good, right? Because our definition of what is good is what is not bad. If you say, I had a good day today, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, because maybe I had a bad day, it was raining, right? The weather yes. was bad, I didn't do good on my test. Okay. Then my good day would be defined as good weather, not raining. I did good on my test. So they kind of balance each other out and give meaning to each that's other. That's crazy. Okay, that's crazy. That's even more philosophical than I thought it would be. <laughs> because, yes, we do have different definitions of good and bad, I'd like to say. Yeah, your good day probably would not equate to me. Like, 
I don't even know. What is your what is your definition of a good day? I'm curious. Honestly, I think that, you know, I just transferred to the University of Delaware. Oh, right. right. So yes, a, you did. I think a good day would be just finding my classes without mm-hmm. getting lost, um, actually going to my classes <laughs> and um, learning something new and meeting maybe a couple of new people, having an interesting conversation every day. I think that's a good day for me. Good. I feel like for me, I'm a perfectionist, so when things are planned to what I expect throughout the day, then I'm happy. If it's not, I'm, I have learned to adapt, but now um, I'm literally okay with having change. So I guess a good day would just be me eating well, sleeping early enough, getting all my work done. Simple. Like, I want to I have a good balance of rest, but also, like, putting in more work for whatever I have to do. That's my good day. And I guess to wrap it up, do you have any daily habits that can generate good karma in your life? What do you do? Hmm. Or do you even realize that you have, like, habits that are related to good karma or bad, I guess? I guess I don't really do anything that's, like, too spiritual or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of of vibe. Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, equate health with Mm -hmm. good feelings because when you're healthy you have a better mindset have a better outlook so every morning i always have two big cups of water to start my day yeah that's such an asian tradition i feel like is it cold or hot cold cold it has to be cold two cups of cold water water. every day it just makes you awake that i should do that more actually i should should do that more I, i drink a lot of water throughout the day i do but when I wake up, that is n- probably not the first thing that I grab. Probably just make a coffee or something like tea, like warm. It's I do the exact opposite, warm things <laughs> to wake me up, I and can, I to ease things. into like my day. But you're like, wake up, like <laughs> wake up. Um, I guess I don't know. I feel like I try to implement it in my my life every day, but. I would just say offering compliments to people. It doesn't have to be forceful, but just being thankful and grateful for everyone and everybody around you and being an active listener and showing up when needed. Oh, I would like to add, I think that just doing things without the assumption that they have to be transactional, right? Very true. Like you say, you compliment someone. Yes. You don't expect a compliment back. You don't really expect them to be like, oh, wow. like Yeah, so right? And I feel like that could be a, like a dupe, like a perceived way of giving good karma when really that's just like vanity. <laughs> like I, I don't, I've, whenever I give a compliment, I never expect one in return. I never, like, yeah. I always love to reciprocate it when I do receive compliments because that makes me happy. And I, yeah, and I think, like, seeing them happy makes me even happier. So, like, me receiving that, like, I don't know. Like, there are people that do seek validation from compliments, as simple as that. And that's how, that's how you can abuse good karma to make it bad. But anyway, thank you very much, Devin, for accompanying me and being a part of AAPC. We are so excited for you to join And we're really excited to see what you can do throughout the year for our org. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to all the good work. All right. Bye, guys.